listening to Battle Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and today I'm joined by uh, my good friend Taylor, and we're going to talk about week five of the NFL. And like previous weeks, what we'll do is we'll talk about four games and about 10, 15 minutes off each one, give our predictions and picks, and, uh, and send you off to your weekend on a, on a high note. So how are you doing today, Taylor? I don't know what I'm doing here again. You just call me and you just tell me to come over and then you expect me to do these things. But I'm doing well. I'm yeah, doing just good. fine. Yeah, that's I'm great. Good. It is a nice afternoon. It's like 85 degrees and sunny, sunny For Texas. once in our lives, it's not too overbearing. It's been nice. I can't lie. I don't think the trees are going to change colors, though. No, they won't. They won't ever change. But I'm glad. You're obsessed with colors once again. I don't know what it is. What is wrong with you? I just want to drink... A damn pumpkin spice latte and get diarrhea. I can't even do that yet. I don't. I don't know what that is. Is that a Starbucks thing? Yeah, I thought it's just it was, a coffee. But thing. I thought it was all about the unicorn. Now, isn't that it's what they drink? Texas, Please, you love it. Mm-hmm. Sparkles. No. no, it's only pumpkin coffee. Whenever it gets finally gets cold, I'm ready to change my sheets to in flannel. I can't do that yet. It's already October fifth. I don't think it's ever gonna happen this year. I don't even know what to say to anything you just said right now. I feel like I'm living in Costa Rica right now, is what I'm saying. Uh, it's going to cool down, maybe eventually, but it's okay. I mean, I don't think yeah. so. I think we have too wet in the summer. That's true, too. All right. Well, the first game we're going to talk about is the Texans and the Dallas Cowboys, the Texas, 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 Texas Bowl. And they're playing Sunday night with, uh, you know, of course, Chris and Al are going to be there, as well as us on our couches. So... I think both these teams are mediocre. I think Houston's been is a very talented team, but they're the worst coached team in football. And Dallas is just kind of mediocre, and they're also a poorly coached team as well, too. Uh, Houston's 1-3, and three, Dallas is 2-2. Two and two. And it's it's going to be exciting. I guess it's going to be fun because of the, the glamour of it. Are there any like Texans-Cowboys games you really remember at all going back to 2002? Not at all, but you need to speak for yourself on this one. Like I told you last week, Dallas won. They're the real deal now. I'm back on board. My heart is in it completely. We are going all the way. Did you not see the drive at the end of last game? I saw it. Dak and Zeke are the real deal. I can't wait for Sunday night. But honestly, since I can't wait for the game and I'm so excited and it was such a great win last week, we're going to lose this week. But I'm still excited. Yeah. So Dak Prescott threw for more than 200 yards last week. Is he back? Is he back? No, actually, I'll. you know what? When it came to Dak last week, I'll be honest, I still did not like it. Only because he's still standing back in the pocket and they're wanting to throw it down deep. I still don't think that's his game. I still don't think that's what's going to win us for it in the end. It's running Zeke. It's running that read option. I think we only ran it one time. And also what kind of disappointed me, because now that you invite me over to do these things, I actually have to pay attention to certain plays. And Dak actually was not focused. I don't, I don't know what it was, but he had guys open in the end zone, certain plays where he just didn't look or he didn't trust that receiver or tight end, and he immediately just got sacked, threw it away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and the kind of weird thing about Prescott is most of these quick passing offenses, or most of these short passing offenses are quick passing offenses. And Dallas isn't that. Dallas is a short passing offense yeah. that takes forever. And that's kind of the problem against playing against Houston this weekend is that Houston plays 70 yards off the line of scrimmage. Jonathan Joseph is so afraid about getting beat deep. Same thing with Sharice. They're starting Sharice right. He's like 32 years old. He's not very good either. 
they're slot corner. You love Eric your team Colvin, so much. They're just very dumb. But so like they're having to play seven, eight yards off the ball so they don't get beat deep. But the, so you get all these like quick little crossing routes and short routes. Andrew Luck, you know, killed them with all these short little passes. And the problem though is that Dak doesn't throw the ball quickly. So I think Houston may be able to cover him on the outside some, as long as the you know the passing offense stays like a slow, short passing offense. No, I would agree, actually. And I was even going to come in and tell you that I'm so nervous as far as your front coming in at our offensive line, who I still think is a little overrated. Even as a Cowboys fan, they just haven't been that good. I mean, Tyrod Smith, like we were saying last week, is pretty much Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But it's all about, with your front guys being able to come at us, I think Dak's going to be in a lot of trouble. But I'm also hoping we're not going to be able to rely on Dak that much, especially throwing it down. We just give the ball to Zeke. He just runs it down Houston's throat the entire game and gets another, hell, 180 yards rushing I would love to see and maybe even a couple of receptions. But right now, Zeke is just on pace for a historical amount. He is leading the NFL in rushing, and it's not even close. I think Kamara is second, and it's yeah, over 100 Kamara's yards. Kamara's first in yards from the last Yeah. Uh, the difference between the yardage, though, I mean, Kamara, I wrote it down somewhere, has around like 200 and some odd, while mm -hmm. Zeke is already in the 400s. Yeah. So the disparity is so great. Yeah, Elliott's 5.8 yards in attempts. Uh, he has 73 rushes for 426 yards. And even as a receiver this year, he has 15 catches on 22 targets for 8.3 yards. And Dallas's pass run offense has a DBA at 15%, which is better than a lot of passing offenses in the league and passing so much more than efficient. That's very surprising. And that's third in the NFL right now. And so I know we're talking about Dak. I don't think Dak really matters as much as if Houston, if Dallas can run the ball against Houston. The thing is, Houston's run defense is the best part of their team right now. They're second in DVA run defense, and they get 31.9%. J.J. Watt was AFC Defensive Player of the Month. He's very good. Jadavion Clowney finally had a great game. And so, and also you have D.J. Reader, who's a really good nose tackle. And Bernard McKinney's a great, you know, between the tackles, run stopper too. So I think this is going to be awesome to watch Dallas try to run the ball. Uh, but the big question is, do you think they're going to be able to against Houston's front? I do, actually, only because I'm not going to rely on Dak being able to throw the ball deep. I think eventually Zeke is just going to break through. My whole thing is, Houston, I just feel like it's going to blow it. I just, that's what my <laughs> hope is. I just feel like Bill O'Brien is going to do the classic. I don't know what to do in the situations. Hell, maybe use all of the timeouts before the game is up. I don't know. So yeah, he's Bill O'Brien-like. But also we have Dallas at the same time that could also blow. This is the perfect game of which team is going to blow. I'm hoping that Zeke is going to be able to run against your defensive line, which has been the best part of y'all's game. I'm not trusting Dak yet until he can do it in multiple games. He did it last game. It was decent, but still not that impressive for me. Yeah. When it comes to you guys, for me, it's like Deshaun or Bust. Your defense is going to be able to give up points. What are y'all? Y'all giving up pretty much an average of 27 points per game. And that's all passing pretty yeah, much. Exactly right. And so eventually I feel like Dallas is going to get points, whether I hope my Zeke is going to get by the your line or whether Dak is eventually going to be able to make those passes. Either way, I feel like y'all are going to be coming from behind, and it's all about it's Deshaun or Bust. Mm -hmm. And I hate that because he doesn't deserve that. And I think under a better coach – just look at Sean McVay with Jock. I mean, he took that young guy. He made a system to ease it up, to work, and not just throw him out to the fire and just say, hey, it's all on you. Yeah, and it, I don't think it's 
with Watson, it's been like that in a way because he's been in the pocket for the start of the first three weeks of the season. And then, because they have this very super cool offense, they ran 2017. They ran it zero times until week four against Indy, and they scored 37 points. Uh, nine of those points came after Watson reception. They went back to their old ways, where it's run, run, pass the ball with shotgun. But last week, we finally saw the jet sweeps, the options. They actually used Watson as a runner, especially in the red zone. They did that game, Cam Newton play. But they pulled two guys in front of them, let them be a red zone runner. I hate Cam Newton. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> and they ran jet sweeps. They ran play action on the jet sweeps. They ran rollouts. They did a variety of different things that would actually like, be a good offense. And that was the frustrating thing about this entire season so far from a Houston perspective is that the team's talents and the coaching has just been holding them back. So I think that's another big question about this game too. I think you know there's no question that Houston can move the ball against Dallas, especially the secondary being how Dallas is. is. But well, it's we're a question also injured of, beyond anything, too. Yeah, it's a question of, though, if they run the super cool offense or <laughs> they run the super bad offense like they've been doing. And hopefully they come out you know, doing the good stuff, the play action passes, everything. Especially because Dallas has one of the best pass rushes in football right now. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence was first in the NFL in pressures uh, entering week four. They haven't updated the numbers yet, so I don't know what they're at right now. Dallas is also first in pressure rate. Uh, Tyron Crawford's really hard to block, too. Taco's been really good as well. Uh, and they also do a really good job blitzing slot corners, too. And you have Houston's pass blocking, which has been the worst in football, which is exasperated, of course, by Watson holding onto the ball, kind of running himself to the sacks. But Watson still has been sacked. Uh, I believe it was seven, 12 times so far this year, and which isn't the most in the league, but it's up there. And you know, if, if Dallas has a good pass rush going, I think that's going to be kind of a big limiting factor because Houston's not really going to run the ball between the tackles against them because Dallas's red defense has been very good this year. But that's kind of like why I keep emphasizing Dak and Zeke. It's because the defense is going to be able to hold the team. I'm actually not worried about them at all. I just feel like if your defense is going to be able to stop Dak and Zeke and get the turnovers, which I do think a turnover or two may happen. Mm -hmm. But if they get the turnover, especially giving you guys easy access to the red zone, the it can easily switch either side. I love our defense so much. The only thing is, once again, I mean, Sean Lee is going to be out. Heath, I'm not even sure, is going to be able to play. He got well, destroyed. Yeah, that yeah. was bad. Yeah. Carry on <laughs> suplexed him <laughs> off the steel cage. It happens, I mean. That was he, bad. He man. tries his best out there, and now we have a Ouzier back. But, the, yeah, the backfield is just so in and out right now when it comes to energies. I, I really don't have much faith in them. That's why I think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to get some passes down the field, open it up, because Hopkins, I feel like, is going to get his. And then it's all about going to be our defensive front with Lawrence, Taco. Are they going to be able to get Watson quick enough? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. And I know, and like I was kind of surprised that Dallas-Detroit game, because I thought they covered pretty well against Detroit. But Detroit's receivers just made some awesome catches. And all Galladay, Tate with his broken tackles. Uh, Jones made some awesome over-the-shoulder catches. So I don't really think last week was more of a coverage thing. I think just Dallas's receivers made better plays on him. So I was really kind of uh, surprised by how well Dallas covered last week in that game. The one thing Dallas has really struggled at, though, is covering slot receivers or you know what third receivers, four wide receivers, or the fourth wide receiver. And Kiki Cutie, uh, which is just like the cutest name ever. <laughs> he had, last week he, so he finally got healthy, Bruce Ellington IR. Uh, Ellington, or Cutie had 11 catches on 15 targets for 109 yards. And he just worked the middle of the field. They used him on those jet sweeps. They ran the option with him. They did a variety of different things to get him open. 
And so with that, with Fuller possibly, possibly being healthy and Hopkins up on the other side, like if Houston runs like their actual good offense, the super cool offense, uh, there's really kind of like no limit on how good it can be. It might depends on how much the head coach and the offensive line can handicap them. All right, so in this game, it's Sunday night as well. Which coach do you think is going to make the biggest blunder? Like, I'm not even going to say who's going to win in this one. I'm asking which coach is going to make that mistake or even throw the challenge flag just because that's the only power they have. I, I just feel like Garrett's going to do it, man. He's going to throw that red flag just because this is all I can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think is going to be the big mess Garrett, up? Garrett for sure is going to have one botch <laughs> challenge, but O'Brien's going to mess up, like, two of his timeouts. Oh, yeah, easily. Like, like, O'Brien will blow the end of, like, fourth quarter stuff. That's what I keep thinking, then, too. And then Garrett's going to mess up, like, use both of his challenges in the first quarter, like, a six-yard yes. pass and an eight-yard pass. <laughs> O'Brien does the same thing. He just doesn't do it as often as Garrett. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm actually very, very excited for this game because it's like how you started. These – both these teams, I'm still on the Dallas bandwagon, of course, and I still think my team is great. But they're both equal in the sense where they both have the potential. Mm-hmm. They both have the offensive weapons. They both have a defense where part of it is good. So it's all about which yeah, one, yeah. which mediocre team is going to be able to pull out over the other. I'm going to go with Dallas here easily on this one. I'm going to put 24 to 14 here. So you don't think it even comes down to you know, some late game heroics? No, I don't even think so. That's my hope, but I'm picking 24-14, even though it could easily be the other way, and it's 14 Dallas coming from behind to catch Houston, and we don't pull it out. Yeah. I, I can easily see it, but I'm going to go with the fandom here. Okay. Yeah, I have Houston winning 23-20, but I think it's going to probably end up being like Dallas 23-20, uh, just because stupid things are going to happen. But it is in Houston, I think that matters some. Me too. And I do think they're going to run the super cool offense. Um, before I move on to the next game, the last thing I want to bring up is just Dallas's offensive line. I think the weakest part of it is Connor Williams, their left guard. And what Houston's been doing this year is they've been putting Watt on their on the other team's weakest offensive lineman and then kind of putting Clowney on the other side as just a defensive end, edge rusher. And so I'm thinking that they're going to probably play Watt on the interior more at the three. If they don't, they'll probably put him maybe either. I don't know if they're going to put him on Smith or they're going to put him on Collins on the right side yet. But uh, or and if they do that, they leave them at the defensive end spot. They'll probably run a lot of inside blitzes with Clowney and Merciless to try to generate interior pressure against Williams because Williams isn't is, hasn't been very good at all. Not at all. And so I think that's the one chance they have to generate pressure and also the, as a way to generate you know run stops too on blitzes. Uh, and the last thing I want to add about Dallas's run game is I think before in previous years the idea was that Elliott was making the offensive line better. I really thought that was a bunch of like hipster and trying to be too smart for nonsense. <laughs> but I think this year for sure, Elliott's really making the offensive lines better. Like he's just making these runs that you have no idea how he's getting the stuff he's getting. And it's not even like, it's just like so like nimble, like the quick little cuts. He's, he's more he's so patient hard. now. Yeah. He's more pulling like the Le'Veon Bell aspect. Yeah. He wasn't doing that the past two years as far as, I mean, I haven't seen it to where he is stopping, waiting for the hole yeah. and being more patient with the line. Exactly, because just like you're even saying, the line hasn't been as good, so they're not immediately opening the holes, and it's taking time, and Zeke is actually being patient with it, more of like the Le'Veon Bell aspect. Mm -hmm. He wasn't doing it in the past. I mean, it's very interesting to watch. The problem is he looks homeless out there for God's sake. I mean, I don't know. That's why he's eating all that soup. He's so happy to finally have something to eat. When he came in, people were saying he needs to stop eating. I mean, it's ridiculous. They tone it down a little bit, but yeah. 
the haircut, the beard, at this point, if he's going to average what he's averaging with the 5.8, you know what? Keep looking homeless, keep, keep my man. Being the suit. Keep doing it. It's all you. Keep being the suit. Uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of – that's probably the biggest thing about this game is if Dallas can run the ball, if Houston can stop it. I think the other thing Dallas can do as well is put Elias wide receiver like they did to set that game-winning field goal against Detroit because Houston has had problems stro- uh, covering running backs out of wide receivers, and they've had problems doing it since like – I don't know, 2014 or whatever. Like, it's always just... Or probably even going back to, like, 2000... Probably forever. They've forever had trouble covering that play. And so I think that's another possibility for uh, Dallas, too. So I have Houston winning 23-20. You have Dallas winning 24-14. And also last week we tied 2-2 two and two with our picks as well. Uh, I'm, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in, you know, probably like 15 seconds. I still think I'm better than you. <laughs> All right, and we're back. So the next game we're going to talk about is Kansas City against Jacksonville. This is the only game in the world that matters to me because I'm tired of all the scoring. I'm sick of it. I, nobody can tackle. Nobody can cover. Andy Dalton's throwing a touchdown pass in two and a half seconds. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, just to let he you know. From, Next to Patrick Mahomes, obviously, that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, he went from pretty good to – like top five quarterback. Red Rocket, man. It's, a, it's absurd. It's a legend now. He's throwing touchdowns in two and a half seconds. Like he's taking the ball, throwing yeah. it, there's a touchdown. AJ Green's not even getting that many targets either because he doesn't need them. Now Tyler Boyd. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's immediate. And I'm, nobody can tackle. Everybody spread out so much. That Vikings Rams game wasn't even fun. There's no, there, nothing means anything when you score this many touchdowns. I agree. It doesn't mean anything. I agree. Because I've even told you in the past, my favorite position in football to watch is cornerback because it's the most impressive yeah. thing. If a cornerback can stop a wide receiver that is giving everything at this point, and yet he's still able to defend at a high tier level. I mean, that is just the greatest thing to watch great defenses. And yet this year, even with the last week's game, Minnesota versus. LA and both of the teams are supposed to have great defenses. What did we watch? It's like 45 42. It was ridiculous. I don't think either defense stopped any team. The Rams had like, they have more than 500 offensive yards. <laughs> That's what you want, right? I got things to do. I want to watch games that take That's that a long. Madden game. We can play that on Madden. If we play, even if we play 15 minute quarters, I don't think I could put up 500. You would yards. have to put it like on pro level. Isn't that the Maybe. Yeah. I haven't played Madden since like well, you can't. It has to be. All Star always is the highest, right? Yeah, no, it's all Madden. All Madden. It's all Madden. Ooh, it's yeah. Cool seeing. Yeah, I don't play much. See, there's that. So I think the problem is one. Well, I think there's so much scoring because one, elephants are spread out. They have five wide receivers. It's hard to have two really good cornerbacks, let alone five of them. Two, the new tackling rules. Guys are having to pick a side rather than hit guys head up, and so they're missing a ton of tackles, which are leading to all these you know crazy runs after the catch all the time. Three. Defenses are gonna need some time to catch up, understand how to you know cover these new offenses that are so spread out with all different options and multiple plays off that they run. For the new pass rush rules, you really can't hit the quarterback, so your pass rush has been mitigated, and you're not able to hit them. You're not able to scare guys over the middle as well. So players are running freely, and they're able to kind of like they're more they have more space to run through, and they can play more confidently, and that's affected as well too. And I don't like it. I like I said I I like it when there's like. Five teams that can score 35 points. I don't like it when there's 16 teams that can score 35 points. And all everybody's doing is throwing it. There's no defense, no running game. It's sickening. I, I, don't, I don't know what this football is. And my brain hasn't adjusted to it yet. I hate it. So hopefully this week, this is the, the game for football soul. 
but Jacksonville, Kansas City. So are you trying to tell me right now, since you're excited about this game, that you believe that the offensive strategy of Kansas City is going to be stopped for once by the Jags? Uh, I mean, I think if a team could stop Jacks, could stop Kansas City, be Jacksonville. Denver kind of did. I think a lot of it, though, had to do with how they covered Kelsey, them being on the road. Oh, wait, 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 before, you, before, you, before you jump to something else either. Um, you as the Case Keenum lover. Uh, so about that game last week of him missing that pass to Demarius Thomas. Yeah, that was you, bad. That was, that was pretty bad. You as the Case Keenum lover. How did you feel in those moments? I mean, I want him to play well. I never say he was going to be good this year. I never say he was good no, this no, year. No, 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 no. But I you, like him as a player. You really like him. Yeah, I like Keenum. But that was bad. Yeah, it was bad. By saying you, I don't, but they, they me you know when I saw that play, I thought of you. I just, I just thought of you that night. I hope everybody thinks you would keep I just giggled to myself, though. But, yeah, he was bad that game. And the thing is, like, he doesn't have the short-term accuracy. Or, like, he can't – he'd only throw either deep or short. He can't throw anything But he was right there. I mean – Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, that was just – and that's the other thing, too, is because everybody has been on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're just all about the kid, which he has been absolutely fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But if Case Keenum – Makes that throw. I mean, are we? Is everybody still on his high horse saying that he's the greatest thing of all time? Because I mean, if he makes throw, it's game over. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that they win. What well, what would it have been like? Seven seconds less than that. Yeah, they wouldn't have that chance. Yes. I just wanted to throw that in your face because I know it. how much you love him. I said, I you know, it's like there's a difference between like the best thing and your favorite thing, <laughs> and like. The greatest and the best. They're all you different see, you things. You seem hurt. That's all I cared about. Nah, That's the only okay. thing I wanted right now. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I don't know. I think if the team was able to like really snuff out Mahomes, it'd be Jacksonville. I agree. One of the reasons why is their pass rush is super on the interior. Uh, they don't like they're like pro typical edge rushers, Yannick and Gawkway. But you know Malik Jackson, Kalias Campbell, uh, Tavon Bryant, they're all interior rushes predominantly, and they run a lot of blitzes. For interior pressure, they were lost stunts for interior pressure, and then they also have the linebackers who can chase. So I think if you're Jacksonville, you can't really play cover three because against Kelsey they can throw the middle of the field. So you're gonna have to play a lot of man coverage. You're gonna have to get pressure in the middle, and then you have to use Miles Jack and Telvin Smith to spy Mahomes and not let him roll to the right. Because that's like my favorite things about watching Mahomes play is whenever there's a little bit of pressure, he rolls to the right and just slings it to the sideline to Hill or DeAnthony Thomas or Watkins or Kelsey. Because they're always open over there. So do you think, okay, I think it's really wonderful watching Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. But do you think it's a little bit kind of like magic going on right now? Do oh, you, it's for you, sure magic. Okay, okay. Because do you think it's it's going to hold on is kind of my point You here. can't throw 12 touchdowns and zero interceptions and have like a 12% touchdown rate. Have By the way, I had him at 14 touchdowns and zero Maybe interceptions. Maybe he threw another one. I'm like, that's it. I think he threw another one an hour ago that we didn't know about. <laughs> it's... It's kind of interesting, though, because, again, with everybody even making a big deal about him switching to his left hand, is that really going to keep working? I mean, that it worked that one time, and he's like, yeah, I tried a little bit in school. Yeah, it's just a little thing. Is it really going to work? Even when you see like where his hand was on the ball, it's the worst position you can have it yeah. at. I just don't see it lasting very long, but Andy Reid is loving it. Yeah. I mean, he finally... He's, like, mad, too, on the sideline. Oh, but it's... Like, I've never seen him so angry as well, too. I think... But I think he's trying to prove something, it seems, that he's kind of a genius when it comes to 
the offensive strategy of football. And even though it's adapting to this new offensive game where there's such high scoring, Andy Reid is still like, ha ha, I'm still here. I'm Andy. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's great. I just don't see it lasting. Yeah. I mean, and especially against this team. I think it's going to last all year. I think they're Against gonna, the Jags, though, too? I mean, I think they're going to score, like, probably 24 points, you know, 27 points. Man, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I just expect it because this offense is that good. I think if anybody's going to be able to attack. Well, the thing also with Jacksonville this year is their run defense is a lot better, but their pass defense is worse. You know, Boye and Ramsey haven't been as good as they've been years previously. They're not getting the pressure they've gotten previously. Their stack totals are down. I agree. Uh, and then, but the run defense is better, though. And also, those numbers are kind of skewed, too, because they play Tennessee when it, with Blaine Gabbert, and they're not going to throw the that ball. That was the most exciting game on planet <laughs> Earth. What are you talking about? They played the Jets. They, <laughs> you know, Donald, I think, had like 26 attempts. Yeah, and it's that was kind of disappointing to watch, I'll be honest, when it came to the Jags, because how did you lose that Tennessee game? Well, this is what this is the way their offense works, is that Bortles isn't going to be great every Sunday. He's going to be good enough for like 10 Sundays. And those other six, that's when they need Fournette. Because whenever, Bo- whenever Bortles isn't good, they need Fournette. I don't think Fournette's coming back. I mean, every single yeah. week, he just it's the hamstring again. Oh, I'm coming back. I'm healthy. Hamstring again. And also, you said that they do need Fournette, but Yeldon's been great. No, I'm not. I just feel like I just mean more like third the third down, like boozer. I just mean like, yeah, like they need somebody who can run the ball 25 times between the tackles when Bortles is inaccurate. Wait, is it boozer or bruiser? I think I said bruiser. that wrong. Boozer, boozer is for the NBA. Or a boozer yeah, is like somebody who drinks a lot. Yeah, boozer is the guy who runs the ball. <laughs> hard. Uh, well, like Bortles' numbers this year. So against the Gi- Giants, 54.5% completion percentage. 5.3 yards an attempt. New England, 64%, 8.36 yards an yeah. attempt. A DVO, 54.8%. Tennessee, 61%, completion percentage, 4.56 yards an attempt. Negative 26% DVOA. And the Jets last week, 76% completion percentage. What may be the highest mark of his career, 10 yards an attempt, DVOA 68%. Uh, and in that Tennessee game, they only ran the ball for 87 yards. And so they're going to spread teams out. They're going to run a lot of quick, short, crossing routes. And sometimes Burrell's just going to be inaccurate. In those games, he's inaccurate. That's when they need Fournette to be able to you know, run the ball 25, 30 times between the tackles, constantly get between three to seven yards, and uh, can rile the offense like that. And whenever they don't have that, like Yeldon's a good running back whenever the pass is working, but he can't, you know, can, he can't be the entire run offense whenever that pass game isn't helping set it up. I'm just not sure if we're ever going to see Fournette again. I just That's I his mean, ankle, right? No, I, I keep hearing hamstring. Hamstrings are bad because they just kind of linger. And the same thing is that he was supposed to be healthy, and yet the moment he comes back in the game, I think mean, he rushed for about 10 times, and then he has to go immediately back out for yeah. that same hamstring. Yeah. I just – it's a little interesting because I don't think the Jags need him to win this game. They don't. Did you also hear, though, what's been going on that Ramsey and Hill are going back already? Oh, that's great. I, I mean, you already are preparing for this because Ramsey is calling just Tyreek Hill a kick returner. Yeah, That's yeah. the only thing. He's a return specialist, yeah. I think, was the wording. I love how sassy Ramsey is. Like, whenever he talks. Okay. I like, he should be in, like, Clueless. I'm... Clueless is an amazing movie. Yeah, it's very uh, sassy, it's... though. It's uh... Hold on, hold on. Actually, I'm not even sure if you could call it an amazing movie because... Doesn't she end up with her stepbrother? Would that be allowed in this I day and age? Remember. No, she ended up, Paul Rudd was her stepbrother. Was her stepbrother? By the way, 
gross. <laughs> yeah, it's gross, but it's allowable. Yeah. In this day and age, you cannot make this movie. Uh, there's a lot of things you can't do. Um, well, I mean... But, uh, well, I, th- I think what Jackson was going to do on their pass defense for coverage-wise, I think they're going to put Ramsey on Hill as much as possible. They don't really follow receivers. They kind of put Ramsey on the left uh, on the left sideline. If, if you're looking at the defense lead of the offense, Ramsey's usually on the right sideline. Booyah's usually on the left Tell sideline. Tell me Tyreek Hill is not going to line up on the other side of him at least a couple of uh, plays. And also my thing him, is... Well, the question is they're going to have him fall over or not. My... Because that's what I think they should do. I think they should have him cover Hill exclusively, put Boye yeah, and Kelsey. I agree. Most Titans struggle against defensive backs, and then just kind of make Sammy Watkins, Chris Conley, D'Anthony Thomas try to beat you. And I really do also like uh, how well DJ Hayden's played and Ronnie Harris, too. So they can yeah. play six defensive back sets, and I think be able to match the spread of Kansas City, too. But I think they're going to have to play a lot of man coverage. I just... For me, I would, I'm more interested in the Hill versus Ramsey matchup to where I think that Hill's going to make him look silly. Because I think Hill is still a video game character and all Mahomes needs is going to be that one play where Hill's going to beat yeah. everybody. But I'm more on the lines this week of I, I think Kansas City's finally going to lose. I think this is the defense that's finally going to put them in their place. That's finally going to. So. Like, it's the only thing I want. Well. I don't really hope so because I kind of like the fun offense. This is, in my opinion, what the Pittsburgh offense should have been kind of similar to, where it's fun, fun to watch, high scoring, everything's going crazy, and Pittsburgh's just gross now. Yeah. But at least with Kansas City, they're having fun with it. Kareem Hunt's getting involved. They're making everybody involved in their passing game, where I thought Kelsey would regress because of Alex Smith leaving. He has not. Everybody is being worked into the system. And it's fun. But I'm kind of on the lines of it's time to stop and let's see if the defense can finally beat the fun offense. Yeah. Well, I think, and the last thing that I want to touch on for this game is that the Chiefs have the worst run defense in football. They're giving up 5.7 yards a carry. But that is the other thing. They gave 120 yards into the Chargers. Only 33 against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh went down by a lot. And Pittsburgh doesn't run the football at all anymore. They gave 178 rushing yards against the Niners. 159 against Denver. And Denver has a really good rushing offense. They're run blocking really well. But still, in a close game, they have 160 yards. And they're also, their run defense DVOA is 18.6%. And their pass defense is really bad as well, too. So I think you're kind of the question here is if Jacksonville can score to keep up. And they've shown they can score points. Like, they know, they designed a really good offense around Bortles. He knows what he's doing. He's played pretty well. Uh, I don't think this is going to, I think it's going to be a super close game. And it's going to be a game within the 20s. It's not going to be Kansas City putting up, you know, 38 points and the world's on fire still. What did you have the score at then? Uh, you go first. Oh, my. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had this pretty high scoring here. I had Jacksonville 28, and I had Kansas City 25. Yeah, I have uh, Jacksonville 24 and Kansas City 27. Why are you trying to copy me? Is that why you want me to go first I think so that you can copy game. mine? I think it's that was just kind of ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. Well, I am wearing the same outfit as you right now. Uh, that's I'm wearing I'm a V-neck <laughs> and cargo shorts and pink socks. By the way, you know what hurt my feelings? Because, you know, we, that, that reminds me of something. Because since you want to relate to me, I have two pimples on my nose right now. And it bothers me. I don't know what's going on. My lady turned to me and said, you need to stop eating so much ass. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know either, but it made me uncomfortable, and she threatened me of cheating on her. Hmm. Yeah, eight years. That's a that's a real Sherlock Holmes you got. <laughs> you want to be my Watson? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, so I so I have Kansas. I have Kansas City winning. You have Jacksonville. I got a pimple on my forehead too. So making me mad. Um, maybe it's the, the season's changing, you know. But so the next game we have is Minnesota Philadelphia. The Vikings are one two and one. Philadelphia is two and two. And also coming out, Philadelphia is playing at at New York, Carolina, and at Jacksonville. And so this is like a, a super you know important game, especially for two teams that are expected to be not only NFC contenders but Super Bowl contenders. I know a lot of people picked the Vikings to start the year off to win this game or to win the win the Super Bowl this year. And the Vikings, the weirdest thing is that their defense has been bad. Uh, right now they went from second in defensive DVOA to 25th in defensive DVOA. They're allowing 27 and a half points a game, which is a 20, which brings 22nd in football. And they don't have Griffin. They can't cover deep. They can't cover tight ends. They can't cover running backs. Anthony Barr looks slow. Kendricks looks slow. Uh, they're just getting. They're not like built for this modern offense. This modern uh, offense in a way. And also, like you know, Rhodes hasn't been as good as he's been previous years too. And it's it's really weird to see like this defense fall from being you know a monstrous group of guys to you know one of the worst defenses in football this year just in one year. And even with Mike Zimmer still as your head coach too. I agree, and actually they've kind of been the biggest disappointment of the season so far because I still don't think Minnesota's going to win this game. I mean, I'll say it now. And it's only because, also, Kirk Cousins is a little like Romo, I'm sorry, but he's going to throw the game at the end. (laughs) I mean, he's going to put up all these stats. He's going to be great. You're going to be like, oh, my God, look at him. Three TDs, 300 yards. Oh, I can't believe it. But he's going to throw that pick to end the game. It's just who he is. They have been extremely disappointed because also, just like you said, that defense should have been better. It just should have been. And I don't buy the excuse of this new updated offensive schemes are just throwing them overboard because last year was kind of similar. Yeah. I mean, especially maybe when it comes to playoff time, defenses kind of shine more because the offense is kind of... I don't know, become nervous, you could say. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting that Minnesota has regressed this much. But Philly also getting used to a little bit of Carson Wentz coming back here. I think his main guy being in Zach Ertz, their connection has been wonderful. I'm just not convinced in Philadelphia because I don't know what else they have besides Zach Ertz. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey finally showed up. You still have Aguilar, which Wentz doesn't seem like a fan of Aguilar, more of Alshon Jeffrey. I just, I'm not, I'm not confident in that offense as what I was last year when Wentz was in the game, looking like that MVP. Going four touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's my bias. I mean, I will admit it's just it wasn't as impressive as it once was. Yeah, uh, I, I guess the talking about Kirk Cousins real quickly. Uh, I think the game that really stands in my mind. I think the Tony Romo comparison is great, especially because it wasn't 2017 but 2016. Giants, week 17. Yeah. Giants are at the wild card spot locked up. Nothing to play for. Washington needs to win uh, to go to the playoffs. Cousin throws an unbelievably dumb interception at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, Redskins lose. They don't make the playoffs. And then, you know, everything kind of else has happened from there. But Cousins has been really good this year. He's completing almost 70% of his passes for 1,387 yards. He's also thrown the most passes in football this year. He's thrown 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. His DVOA is only 15.8% because, again, he's throwing a lot. Deficiency is not going to be there. 
but he's been sacked 13 times. The problem in Minnesota's offense is that you don't want Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 189 times. I agree. Uh, the Vikings this year are they have 73 rushing yards, which is last in football. They're their DB their rushing DVOs and they give 36 percent, which is last. Which in football. I don't get either because even with Dalvin Cook, they're like, oh, we're gonna take some of his snaps back. We're gonna work him into the game. But I think total last game didn't they only have about eight rushing attempts, something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous because they don't have a bad running game, but yet they're just relying so much on Kirk Cousins just tossing the ball downfield. But also, I think it's just also a bad running game too right now. I just don't think they're, they're blocking very well. And like Murray, am, Murray's, yeah. Murray's a slow running back. Well, the Teddy's hasn't even been playing. And Cook doesn't look the same as he looked last year. Cook right now is, is last in uh, rushing DVOA, negative 36%. He's averaging 2.7 yards a carry. Oh, no, his DVOA is negative 49%. But He's are they giving it a fair chance that they're not even running it that much? He has 36 carries. He just doesn't look good. And whenever you go down, you have you to don't throw look good. Ball. I never have looked good in my entire <laughs> life. And. Uh, do you think Cook is the biggest fantasy bust so far this year, or is it Le'Veon just because he hasn't played? It has to be Le'Veon still, because even if he's, that's also the other question. If Le'Veon comes back, does he play? Yeah, he's going to play. You think that Pittsburgh will immediately throw him out there? Yeah. Or do you think that they're in love with Connor so much? What they're, do you mean, yeah, automatically? Pittsburgh's not running the ball at all right now. Yeah, but they still are in love with Connor. They can like him, but they they can say that. But Bell's, if Bell's going to play, he's going to play. I don't, think they start yeah, they really I don't are. think they start him at all. And also, even if Bell does come back, which he says is coming back after the bye week, the offensive line talks so much smack about him. Are they just going to be like, hey, we're sorry. We're going to protect for you. Do you want to buy us a Christmas gift still? I think if they're 500, they're going to try to make the playoffs. They'll, they'll you know, understand. By the way, I told you the last game. week that they were awful. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh is just overrated in my opinion. Well, it was weird because that second half, like, Roethlisberger was like, Six for fifteen through two interceptions. Oh, it was awful to watch. Yeah. They, they're just so one dimensional right now. They're not running the ball. Everything shotgun, four wide receiver sets, and they're not running the ball well at all. And they really missed David DeCastro too. Um, now, also for Minnesota, it's not even a Dalvin Cook thing because Murray's not running the ball very well either. He's averaging three point four yards an attempt. Uh, their running backs have you know fifty seven carries right now, and. A lot, even more. Of their rushing attempts are from wide receivers and from Cousins too, and it's it's super weird. I think, and also their offensive line's been healthy. It's just been you know really bad. Now, and going back to the pass protection, they're twenty third in pressure rate. They are tied sixth with most sacks, allowed thirteenth. And so, I mean, Cousins is playing you know, really well, but you don't want him throwing the ball hundred eighty nine times in four games. And I think that's kind of one of their big problems right now. I'm actually really interested in this game more than anything because both teams have to have a win. I mean, if Philly were to go two and three, they go further back in the division. Yeah, who do you think needs to win? The, who needs to win more though? Has to be Minnesota. Yeah, it has to. I mean, because the East is easier. Yeah, because they're what one, two, and one. Yeah. I mean, it just can't happen. You, if they were to lose this week, they go one, three, and one. Yeah. And it's not like I don't believe their schedule gets any easier by any means. I had to look it up, but I, I mean, don't think so either. As far as I know, this would be a big blow to Minnesota. I actually believe that Philadelphia is going to pull it out because Kirk Cousins, it's Kirk Cousins. I like the guy. He's a great fantasy quarterback by any means, but he's going to blow it at the end. And Philadelphia's defense, Schwartz just knows what to do as far as a defensive coach. Whenever Schwartz has a good defensive line, he knows yeah. what to do. If he doesn't have four defensive linemen who are great, he's not very good. 
I, I agree because he loves blitzing so much. But it's I believe in that Philadelphia defense more than I do in Minnesota's defense, and that's where I believe off both offenses are pretty similar to me when it comes to you have Diggs, Thielen, Cousins, and then you have Wentz with Jeffries and Ertz. You got kind of just both of them have weapons. They're both going to score points. It's all going to come down to the defenses, and I think Philadelphia has the better one. Yeah. And I hope they lose only as because a Cowboys fan, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the interesting thing about Philadelphia's defense is they're all their defensive line. You know, I forget they have a Haloti Nada too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind <laughs> like, of silly. He's only played you know 100, 120 snaps or so because uh, he's not a pass rusher. They have Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett, who's like the most clutch uh, pass rusher in football. He had a really good sack against Andrew Luck to seal that game. Graham Graham, Martellus Bennett, uh, Kyle Long, Haloti Nata. And then Vallejo is the other guy who you know plays a lot of snaps for their defensive line. And they're they've been great against the run. They haven't been as good against the pass this year. And against the run, they're number one in football in running back yards, number one in stuff rate, number three in power rate, uh, number one in just the line yards and rushing the passer. They have 11 sacks, which is the 13th rated just a sack rate. They're second in pressure, one behind Dallas. So they have pressure. They're just not bringing down the quarterback, and it's all just with four. So I don't. Think Minnesota's gonna run the ball at all? <laughs> I think for sure this is gonna be a tough yeah. game. Where I think Cousins is gonna throw like fifty passes in this game. I agree, and I think Wentz is gonna be throwing about the same. I think we're. Gonna, I think Wentz will run the ball more for sure. I still think we're gonna see similar to last week. I just don't think it's gonna work for Minnesota against Philadelphia's defense. Yeah. But I still think Philadelphia is gonna be throwing the ball. I don't like Philadelphia's run game. I mean, because you never know what they're gonna do with it. It's really boomer bust. Ajay yeah, is either exactly right. Ajay is either zero yards or twelve yards. And it's the same thing because I, I just I don't see the running game with both teams. I feel like this is going to be a shootout, but even so, I'm still thinking we got low twenty scoring with both teams here. I'm just not confident in either one. Kind of similar to the Dallas and the Houston game. I think we have two kind of mediocre teams here. Yeah. I'm not as confident on Philly or as Minnesota as most people this year. Both teams, in my opinion, have been a big disappointment. Yeah, but Philadelphia has a better defense. Philly kind of reminds me of Atlanta last year, where they're just kind of strange. They're they're winning close games. They're in it, but they are never kind of playing to their potential. Um, yeah, and I just man, Atlanta's been doing horrible. My God, especially they're they're one in three this year, and I just don't see them doing any type of better at all. Yeah, it's just they, they're. I feel bad for Matt Ryan too. I know they lost so many players on defense, so I don't blame them at all. It's just. Julio has not been that well, only because Matt Ryan has been thrown at other targets with Ridley, kind of like how you feel. You feel kind of bad. Devontae Freeman has been out, so they've been relying on Tevin Coleman, who's been so I like Edo Smith a lot, too. Yeah, I know. He's so spotty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, I had two more questions for you. One thing I want to bring up, Bowles and Wentz. Bowles had a – he was averaging 5.5 yards in attempt. Wentz is averaging 6.9 yards a 10, but their completion percentages are about the same. So the biggest difference we've seen with Wentz out there compared to Foles is they're throwing the ball downfield more. But it's fun. the weird thing is that their run game was better with Foles in than with Wentz in, which is something that uh, I really wouldn't expect at all. My last question for you before we give our predictions is, which Philadelphia defensive lineman is your favorite? I'm going to say probably... Man, I can't remember right now. You had me drink before. I'm going to say, who's the one that's been talking smack about uh, New England? 
last year uh, after the season ended. That was their right tackle primarily. No, it wasn't. Who was the other one? There was two of them. Don't, don't lie to me. You're making me look bad right now. I don't now. know if it was Cox or Graham, but... Don't make me look bad right now. You Chris know who Long? I'm talking about. There it is. That's who it was. Don't you dare lie to me again. It was Chris I don't Long. know the truth. That is going to be my favorite. And I, I think he's going to have a big game, too. Yeah. And he, he's in like such a nice situation where he just rushes the passer like 20 yeah, times a game. Yeah, exactly right. He's like a bullpen reliever. And I just... I think Kirk is going to have a really hard time. I truly do. I'm not expecting a big game. I actually think he may have like about two TDs and two interceptions in this. Yeah. Uh, so who are you going to pick for this one? Oh, I'm going to go with Philly, even though I don't want to say it. We're going to say 21-17. I'm going to say Minnesota doesn't score that many points. I actually believe in Schwartz and the defense, sadly enough. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to pick Philadelphia to win 31-17. I think, I, think, I think Minnesota can score in the 20s, but I think they're going to be super one-dimensional. They're not going to run the ball. Cousins is going to throw the ball a lot. And I think like Wentz is kind of like due to throw like four touchdowns in a game. And with how bad Minnesota's defense has been, I think this is kind of like the game that can happen. All right. You got a big differential here, man. I'm kind of, wow. Well, you know, wow. Like, Who are you? When it, when it rains, it pours, I guess. I don't know. God, don't you dare try to lie about not knowing Chris Long again, by the way. I know who Chris Long is. I didn't God, know make our listeners make me look bad. God. That's the whole point. I know. Uh, we'll be back in just one second. And we're back. So Monday Night Football, we have the Washington Redskins against the New Orleans Saints in Monday Night Football. Uh, this is a game that you really wanted to talk about. And so why, sure. why are you excited for this one? Because I'm going to expect you to pick like Pittsburgh Atlanta – uh, Dolphins, Bengals. You know how much the Cats versus the Dolphins. <laughs> I know how much you like that great rivalry. In the I don't. I don't understand why you'd want the Cats versus the Dolphins. I don't know. I just imagine a tiger. You just want to watch it. Oh my god! A tiger in a pool of dolphins. By the way, speaking of watching, did you hear Venom is god awful? Did you hear that? Yeah, it's it horrible. So, it Sony horrible. is so ridiculous. All they had to do was make the movie rated R. I'll put it to you this way. If it was rated 30% on Rotten Tomatoes and it was rated R, would you go and see it? I don't know. Maybe. Or I don't know. would you go and see it because it's pushing the envelope on a PG-13 film? I've, I haven't gone to the movies in forever. I think I'm waiting until Halloween before I see another movie. You're going to see the new Halloween? Yeah. Is that what you're going to see? Yeah. You going to go with me? Yeah. I would love to. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I really don't have an opinion on it. Other than the preview looked bad. And then everybody said it was good. Said it was bad. They would have had my money if it was rated R, but you know they kind of betrayed me. Hmm. It's it hurts my feelings. But anyways, I wanted to talk about this game because I think it's going to be high scoring. I think we have a fun Monday night game. Washington has had two weeks to prepare for this. Drew, you never want to play against Jay Gruden. He has two weeks to prepare. I'm exactly right. And also, New Orleans has been kind of disappointed on the defensive end. They have the best run defensive football and the worst yeah. pass defensive football. And that's kind of why I'm going to enjoy watching this game, especially from a fantasy perspective, because I have Chris Thompson on my team, who I'm expecting is going to have a big game, because I don't think Adrian Peterson is going to be able to run the ball like he has been in previous games. And he's been a lot better than he should have ever been. I, like, I don't Someone even Someone needs to test his team. <laughs> I want to see that piss. Is that, is that what you want to watch? Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you're in the stall with him. I mean, who cares, right? I want, I want, I want a little drop of my finger. I want to test that piss. Hashtag me too. Yeah. 
That's important. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been really weird in New Orleans. So for their their pass defense DBA, it's 50.7%. Their run defense DBA is negative 41.3%. They're allowing 8.7 net yards attempt, which accounts for sacks, which is 32nd in football. But they're only allowing 3.2 yards to carry, which is first in football. So it's completely opposite. I do think it's that Giants game that they covered pretty well. They also tackle Barkley really well, too. And you can kind of see that run defense in all those games. I think playing P.J. Williams against Atlanta was a big mismatch. But I think Crowley finally played well. Marshawn Latimer is weird because he's not going to be deep, but he's going to be short constantly. And, I mean, the passing game fences the same way as it was last week for Washington or before the bye. They have to throw the ball downfield. And if Smith throws the ball downfield, the offense is good. If he turns into, you know, scared, uh, underneath the table, eternal sunshine, spotless mind, uh, Alex Smith, who's just Wonderful horrifying. Movie. Yeah, he's horrifying throwing short all the time. It's going to be a bad offense. So the key for this game for Washington really is that make sure that he pushes the ball downfield. And they did that against Green Bay. Dodson and Crowder are going to have big games here, man. I, Paul I, Richardson is their big downfield guy too. I but I think I I think both offenses here are going to have truly big games, which is why I'm really excited for this game. And also kind of similar. I hate to say it, but I feel like Washington is going to win this game. And it's only because New Orleans has been a true disappointment where Drew Brees is having to outscore the opponent because his defense is giving up so much. How long is this going to last? And I will say kind of the caveat and my kind of question to you, with Kamara Kamar being so well right now, do they work Ingram into the game? Oh, for sure. So you think that it's kind of not even going to miss yeah. a beat? You think they're just going mean, to go back to the one-two? They're going to go back to it. Ingram won't be as good as he was like last year right away, but there's no question they're going to go back to the one-two. By the way, you look at both of them were just incredible when you see them. It's kind of I didn't. Kamara's Marshall Falk. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and he's like a punk rock Marshall Falk, you know. Like his bad younger brother with like the nose ring and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. You know, we were also told that some of the Dallas Cowboy players had nose rings as well. Do you think that's now going to be a common trend? And you think Kamara kind of set the new standard? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I was born like 10 years earlier so I could get my septum pierced. That's all you need in life. Uh, yeah, for, so Alex Smith, though, this year, he has 7.2 net yards in 10, which is eighth. The reason why is he's not getting sacked. He's only thrown 11 passes farther than five yards down, the, 15 yards down the field, and he got one touchdown. He's six for 11 on those throws. He's thrown 29 passes to his running backs. A lot of that went to Chris Thompson week two when the offense was really bad against the Colts, and then against Green Bay, he threw. He had a long pass to Richardson for 46, a long pass to Reed for uh, 34, a long pass to Vernon Davis for 50, and a long pass to Crowder for 18. And so if Smith pushes the ball downfield, which you can against the Saints, Washington can score points, but they constantly try to run the ball to Peterson. If he's constantly dumbing it off to Thomas, uh, this game is going to be a waste of time. And that's really kind of the key for it, is making sure that Smith is you know a big, strong, tough 34-year-old man instead of you know being scared and throwing short constantly. I don't even think you like Alex Smith from that sound of that whole I think he's fine. that you just had there. I, I like it when he's throwing downfield. I don't like it when he's throwing short. I hate all of these short offenses. You gotta go deep, you know. But obviously, it's gonna go deep because, oh, that sounds weird. Drew Brees is gonna throw the ball deep each and every single play because Washington's defense, although it's been it's been pretty solid, it's still young. 
And I'm kind of feeling like we're going to have a high-scoring offensive game where Thomas is going to be scoring a lot. We have Ted Ginn, who has not been that bad. He's even working Meredith in the game. There's so many weapons that Drew Brees works with. And we're kind of going back to the Mahomes in Kansas City where it's Drew Brees or bust, which I hate to say that because New Orleans last year was such a good team because of that defense. Where do you think... There's a combination of the two. All right, so do you think, because it's kind of been a real big disappointment, do you think that that miracle play by Minnesota affected them so bad that it's kind of stayed? Where no, I just, it, I think it's kind of in that memory where it's affecting them constantly. They're always thinking about not making the mistake, but yet they make the mistake. Maybe so. I think a lot of it also just kind of last year they made such a big jump in defense. That but they were young. They were well, we had rookies and young like, guys on yeah. this defense, and yet the only thing you can expect is for them to be older, grow, be a better defensive player, and yet, whoa, we have gone the complete opposite yeah. direction here. What are they ranked? Thirty first? They're they have the worst pass defense in the league. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird and a little disappointing, which is why Strubrees are bust at this point. I feel like Washington is gonna score the points. Washington can have the better defense all they want. Drew Brees is going to be able to put up the score, and then it's all about Alex Smith matching it. Although you hate those, I mean, you could say sissy passes at this point, the little two- to three-yard passes, they work against New Orleans. Maybe. Just running the ball down their throat with Adrian Peterson is not going to work. They can't really defend against any type of short pass against a running back nor a receiver. I don't think the running game is going to be a big factor at all, and I don't think Adrian Peterson is going to be used a lot in this game, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, New Orleans is bad against covering wide receivers and also mentioning running backs. They're 31st in DBA covering running backs, and they've struggled as well, too. I just think if you're going to beat you know, Drew Brees and the Saints, you're going to have to score points and match points. And yeah. in order to match points, you're going to have to throw the ball down the field. And I think, you know, like that's just kind of the problem with Washington is they kind of get stuck with all the short, safe stuff. And that's just kind of the cross you bear when you have Alex Smith on your team. Well, wait, though. Alex Smith was throwing the ball downfield against, against Green Bay. Yeah. Like, not against Indy. Yeah, but and we're that was st- the difference in those two games. But you're still wanting to see it happen. Yeah, and that's so what has to happen. Do you not believe that it's not going to happen against New Orleans? No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he has to do it. And I don't know if he's going to do it or not. What do you mean? You want him to do it? Yeah, always. <laughs> I want him to throw the ball downfield. Uh, the other weird thing about this game, too, is. Washington's run defense isn't very good, and you'd expect it to be a lot better since they do have you know Jonathan Allen, they have Deron Payne, those two first-round picks from Alabama. Yeah. And I think part of it is maybe they're switched to 3-4. They're still not used to playing that sort of defense. So I think Kamara's going to have a great game. I think Ingram's going to have a great game. I'm really not all that concerned about New Orleans not being able to score like you know 34 points against Washington in this one. Man, you so are you even thinking it's going to be a high-scoring game at all? I know. I just think New Orleans is going to beat them up pretty good. Wow. I'm actually – I'm thinking the other side of the coin here. I truly believe that this is kind of Washington's game. They've had two weeks. So, two weeks to prepare. You really believe that John Green's not going to be able to do anything? Hey, or Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. Yeah, right. Jay Gruden in this case. Don't, don't I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John's been so wonderful yeah. in Oakland. <laughs> don't make me bash his name. Yeah. But, Jay, do you really believe that Jay Gruden's going to have a bad game in this? No, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the points that Breeze is going to put up. Man, Man you I'm have no that, faith in anything that Washington. It's more like I don't have faith that Smith is going to throw the ball downfield enough to be able to keep up. And I do think the one thing New Orleans can do offensively, one is run the ball with Ingram and Kamara. And then two, 
I think they should be able to throw the ball to the deep middle part of the field. Washington has DJ Swearinger as their strong safety. He's really bad at picking up receivers that get passed off to him. But he tries. No, he just doesn't see them, <laughs> and they run past him. That he doesn't understand why you know touchdowns happen. He had that same problem in Houston. That's why he got cut. He has the same problem in Washington. He's a good run stopper. Don't get me wrong, but he just can't cover that part of the field. So I think you know, New Orleans of all teams is, gonna, is so good at developing open routes to their passes. And I think Teggins going to have a huge game in that deep center part of the field. So I think those two things is what uh, New Orleans will be able to exploit on offense is run the ball in that deep center part of the field. You know, what type of score are you feeling here? I'm picking uh, New Orleans to win 34-17. Wow. Yeah. I actually have it a little bit different here. I have it more of Washington 35, New Orleans 31. I think this is going to be a really fun game. And also, even as a Cowboys fan, I get to listen to Jason Witten be awkward now on Monday Night Football. Oh, he's terrible. He's still awkward, though. But you got to appreciate the, him trying so yeah. hard and not... To be he's so very com- earnest. Yeah, he's just boring. <laughs> he's he's so like, boring. go out and get it, young man. You gotta go out and be who you want to be. And he always wants the tight ends to get the ball too. Yeah, but he's like, now's the time you gotta find Kelsey. <laughs> and then you have the Broncos the other end. Now's the time you gotta find Howerman. He wants to be like Romo so bad. And man, did he hurt us? Oh my lord! Talk about blindside. All I wanted was for a Jason Wynn to return. Des Bryant still doesn't have a job for a reason, and it's because he's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, at least Wynn was able to find a hobby immediately. And uh, I do like their, the play-by-play guy, the color guy. I like how dramatic <laughs> he, makes, he makes everything. I feel like I'm like listening to a novel, you know? It's like time and time and time again. All right, they still got a little bit of time left here, which is always fleeting at every second. <laughs> and we're all going to die one day. And Alex Smith you know, takes a snap. And I enjoy that. <laughs> I enjoy that. I'm so happy for you. But also, can we appreciate that on Sunday night we're going to be able to listen to Chris Collins work together while we watch both of our teams yeah, play the I'm game? Yeah, I'm excited to hold hands Sunday night. Because I don't think Chris likes either one of our teams. Chris is a big Aaron Rodgers guy. Like, yeah. I've never seen a guy just be more in love with somebody else. He loves every quarterback, though. I, he does not like Dak Prescott. He, like he does not like Dak. That's why. Oh my god, I'm going to have to hear him about Deshaun Watson all night. Yeah. Ugh. I hate Chris. And <laughs> I like, I saw this really funny tweet where it's like, that smooth son of a bitch, and he comes like sliding, it's like they're doing the introductions, and like Al Michaels is talking, he just kind of slides over with this like, like big grin, you know? It's like, man, that man. I can listen to Al Michaels. I mean, I don't know about the voice, I mean, it's just wonderful to listen to, because it's just that radio I like how much voice. he likes gambling as well. He always brings up the gambling in every game he covers. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably goes to, you know, some Sin City action, but who knows? All I know is Chris Collinsworth probably goes to Sin City for other things, if you know what I'm saying. They, Chris- got, they have good shopping there. They good food <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with it as well. Chris Collinsworth, though, is nails nice. on the chalkboard for me. I have to mute the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to mute the game because every single time it goes, shut up, Chris. <laughs> The, we had, last week for Houston, we got Al Marchaletta. I can't remember the other guy's name. And uh, they got, like, every single thing wrong. And, like, I was just, like, I didn't know what was going on. They kept saying Will Fuller, like, hurt his ankle, but it was his hamstring. They kept calling Deshaun Watkins. Deshaun, I did, they did it to me just now. They kept calling Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Hopkins. 
And so I was like, what is he? Ta- what are they talking about right now? Whenever Watson go throw the ball and stuff. So I don't know. You're never very happy with announcers, though. I love announcers. What are you talking about? Troy Aikman and Joe Buck all the way, man. That's yeah. the only thing I get to listen to. And all they do is hate on the counter. Troy Aikman, every single time there's a turnover. Oh, my God. Look at Dak. Just look at that. That was a horrible play. <laughs> Just look at it. It's like, yeah, we get that you were once a part of us and you try so hard to not show yeah, your yeah. fandom. But it goes the complete you know other way to He's Whoa. You know what? Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott, I admit, is the worst sportscaster. Listen, but he loves his guys, though. He loves his guys. He was, he was, no, 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 it was Bruce Bowen that was fired yeah. from the Clippers. I was going to say that he was fired. No, Bowen was fired from They'll the Clippers. They'll never fire Elliott. Well, he loves the Spurs too much to ever fire him. That's true. And Bowen should have not been fired, but then again, Clippers truly believe they have a shot at Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But that's a conversation you know for another day. One thing I want to add is baseball playoffs are about to start, and the one thing I don't miss about the Rangers not being in the playoffs, which should never be in the playoffs again, is not having to listen to Joe Bunn talk. Because his voice just gives me, makes me angry. It gives me nightmares. And uh, I'm really glad. Why is his beard so it. dark compared to his hair? It's like Team America. It doesn't even make any sense. He's it's, like the guy in Team America. Okay, which, what do you think he dyes? Do you think he dyes the beard or do you think he dyes the hair? He dyes the hair. Where else do you think he dyes things? I don't really care. <laughs> you care? He dyes his shirts and he listens to the Grateful Dead. That's what he does. If he listens to the Grateful Dead, I have new respect for him. Good. All right. Good. Talk about deadheads all the way, man. <laughs> all right. Well, so just to recap, I have Houston winning. You have Dallas winning. Of course. I have Jacksonville losing. You have Kansas City losing. Of course. I have Philly winning. You have Philly winning. Yes. And then I have New Orleans winning, and you have Washington winning. It's almost like we don't agree at all. But. On some things. We're 2-2 two and two right now. We'll keep up to date with this as the year goes on. And it's nice talking about teams that aren't the Texans, even though we still talk about the Texans. You wanted to talk about the Texans. I was very it's surprised the Texas by Bowl. that. It's the Texas, 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 Texas Bowl. You know, that's why we can't even go to the game notes, because no matter what, the Texas, 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 Texas Bowl is going to have fights everywhere, man. Hopefully not. But uh, anyways, that's all we have for this week. We'll do this again for next Friday, and we'll talk about week six. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. My name is Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Battle Red Radio. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.